Welcome to Pressing Buttons, a podcast about video games. In today's episode, Nick and I discuss the Xbox Developer Direct and the recently launched Dead Space and Forspoken. Enjoy the show! Hello, and welcome to Pressing Buttons. I'm Hugo. I'm Nick. And it's a very special episode today, guys. Episode 50 of Pressing Buttons, baby. We made it. We made it to 50. You know, who would have thunk it? We made it to 50. Now, you know. Not, not a lot of people. Yeah, not a lot of people. Actually, well, we can't say that. It's not like they were rooting against us. They just weren't rooting. I would say mo- most of our friends are absolutely rooting against us all the time. In a, in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in a very trolling way, but yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, we made it to episode 50. Um, imagine we were supposed to have party hats and horns and stuff like that and a, a big celebration of 50. Yeah. Yay! But because of uh, scheduling circumstances, we ended up doing a remote show, so we couldn't do our normal maybe, spiel. Maybe for the next one, can we get one of those uh, Dominican cakes? Oh, yeah. You know, get a little Dominican cake with some nice nice words in there. Happy 50 of scumbags or something like that. What kind yeah. of cake is it again? Uh, it's a, a Tres Leches cake. That's right, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, episode 50, we're super, super glad we made it to 50, and uh, we're going to keep going, obviously. Uh, imagine if we just retire at 50. That's it. We're out of here. <laughs> um, are you going to say something? Nope. Uh, I was going to say maybe like legally it would be 62, right? Is that the... Oh, the retiring age. Yeah. Right. Well, what's 64? Yeah. They're, they're bringing 64? It 62. Yeah. They're bringing it down to 62, which is... Really? Yeah, in the real world. That's why everybody's mad. I thought, I thought when they... When, are, don't people live longer on average now? So wouldn't they want to make it longer? Uh, they don't want to pay you. Anyways, we're, we're, not, <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not that type of podcast. Anyways, yeah, yeah episode 50, super excited. Um, we made it to 50. We've always been improving. So yeah, super, super proud of that. Can't wait to make it 100 and be uh, a century. So, yeah. Uh, the good news is this week we actually got some video game news that is exciting. Uh, I know the last couple episodes uh, after our um, state of the game for, for 2023 and our anticipated games for 2023, the couple episodes after that, we kind of had a slow news weeks, so we didn't have a lot of stuff to cover. But luckily this week we got some exciting uh, video game showcase from Xbox. We had uh, them do a showcase on Wednesday, I believe it was, the 25th. And we were able to see a bunch of uh, cool games um, that they've announced for a while. Uh, we got to, to see more more footage from them. Um, the first one being Redfall. Uh, they announced the release date for Rafe, uh, They announced the release date for Redfall, which is going to be May 2nd. Obviously, this is made by Arcane, who are known for Deathloop. They're known for... Prey, they're known for um, Dishonored. So very, very exciting stuff. It looks really fun. It, it looks like Left 4 Dead, just with vampires instead of zombies. And you'll be able to have some powers to deal with them. I'm super excited for this game. Um, one of the few from the showcase that I'm really excited about just because I want that multiplayer game. I want that game to play with my friends and you know we pick different classes and we do missions. Um, I know like uh, Call of Duty Zombies is very, very popular. So this to me is something like that, but just 
with the supernatural powers um, to get a good, nice group going. Super excited um, to for, for people to get it and myself to play it. Um, the powers look really awesome. Uh, you, you're able to get invisibility. Each character has kind of like their, their own type of specials that they do. You have sniper and, and just... Just different stuff. So I'm super excited for it. Um, definitely, they need this. I, I would say just because they need to bring more people into into their console, into into their ecosystem. And a game like this definitely draws in a crowd because obviously we want to play with our friends and all that stuff. Um, what did you think of of Redfall, the showcase, the the showing? Looks fun. Uh, I think we said in one of our recent you know few episodes we're desperately craving online cooperative multiplayer games um so i think this this fits that bill uh, very well it comes up pretty soon looks fun i'm interested in the left for dead formula you know left for dead meets vampires formula so you know we'll, we'll see how it ends up playing but uh, definitely going to check it out will this be your re-entry in a game pass or would you just buy the game standalone you know me, uh, I will probably just buy the game standalone. I don't want to pay for a subscription that I don't use, like my Final Fantasy XIV subscription. So, Which you, have you canceled that yet? No. But, uh, <laughs> I just forget. You've, I forget I every you've time. Paid, you've paid, you've... you've uh, like a year. <laughs> yeah, you've paid for that longer than I have, and I actually beat the entire game. Uh, well, not the entire game, but, but most of it. I keep forgetting, and I also keep telling just myself it, that I'm going to go back in and finish do it. Well, do it on air. Do it, you know, while we're recording. Uh, no, no, that'll What's... take so much time. I'll do it after. Okay. But I keep telling myself I'm going to go back into it. But it's the okay. same thing. It's it's the Game Pass stuff for me. I don't think I would use it enough. Obviously, I've been playing a lot of different games lately, but my goal is to actually play as little games as possible because I want to finish this game that I'm playing so I could move on to the next game. Um so I, I I think I'm just gonna buy it instead of Game Pass it. Because cause the reason I ask is because for me, Redfall is a great Game Pass title. It's not something that I would I probably wouldn't buy it standalone. Uh, but I'm because it's a, you know part of the bundle. I'm happy to to give it a whirl and if I end up really liking it, great. If not, I'm not not too upset about it. But I haven't really seen much, you know. Again to to, to just buy it outright so but it sounds like to you 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 think there's a shot you think there's yeah. a chance you buy it day one yeah just because it's it's the multiplayer aspect of it and i've always liked arcane games i mean i like prey i like dishonored um i didn't get to play death loop but i know that got great reviews um story-wise and gameplay-wise so i'm confident that it's going to be a, a game and obviously you know with the talk of game pass this is the year. We were talking about last year that Game Pass really wasn't worth it um, in a sense because of all these promises that they were making about uh, games being released day one with all these publishers that they acquired. It didn't come into fruition last year, obviously, because a lot of games got delayed and they were working on them. But this is the year. This is a year. And I guess it starts with, um, well, it starts with a game we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, but the, these are the games you expect to come out day one release on Game Pass. And that this is why you do this, because you want those subscribers to flock to Game Pass. It's not going to move me, but I get the strategy. <laughs> well, if you if you cancel your Final Fantasy fourteen subscription and subscribe to Game Pass, you're saving $5 every month. 
That that's true. Did you did we get like a sponsored by Game Pass thing while I wasn't aware of? Are you getting paid because uh, you're no. showing this a lot? <laughs> well, we're talking about the Xbox showcase. Yeah, that's true. That's I mean, true. what do you what do you expect? I think I think it's just honestly with with how cheap I can get the games on like CD keys or something like that or Green Man Gaming if I go there and my PlayStation Plus catalog and all that stuff. I just feel like it's gonna go the way of me spending money that I don't really need in a sense. I know I'm spending money on Final Fantasy 14 and I haven't canceled it. That's just me being lazy. I do need to cancel it and then I'll save 15 bucks a month for whatever it is. Um, but I think it's just, it, it'll be the same thing. It's like my net Netflix subscription. I barely watch Netflix anymore and I'm still paying for it. So I might as well do away with it. I just had to stop being lazy and pull the trigger and remember. And I'll remember now. <laughs> um, the next one we wanted to talk about is Minecraft Legends. It's a new multiplayer action strategy game, uh, not to be confused with Minecraft Dungeons, which is a Diablo-like uh, Which is game. exactly what I did. I thought yeah. it was some new version of Minecraft Dungeons. Like I thought it was an expansion on that, but it's yeah. a, a completely separate game. Uh, I think... If you think of Minecraft Dungeons as like the Diablo, you know, clone or whatever, like this seems to be more Star StarCraft clone or that type of that type of game. Yeah, this seems to have PvP. It also seems to have uh, uh, PvE, and then as well as building. Um, it looks pretty fun. I'm not. I've never been really a big Minecraft guy. Um, the base game itself, I did think uh, Dungeons looked really fun just because of, like you said, the the um the Diablo aspect of it, different classes going through the dungeons and its its action uh capabilities. This looks fun, I think, for, for the people that enjoy it. Shout out to Ali, our one of our secret producers. Um I'm pretty sure he'll enjoy it. It's one of those things he likes to do building. I know you like to build uh build stuff too. You you like your Dragon Quest builders. So this is these are right up your alley. Yeah, I love building just not on Fortnite for some reason. Yeah. You know, uh hashtag no building. Hashtag zero building. <laughs> All right. Um did you want to say anything else about this one? I'll check it out. I think um it'll probably be similar to Minecraft Dungeons when that game came out. I was just trying to get people um not that I'm a big Minecraft fan by any means, but it just seemed like a relatively simple and fun multiplayer game. Uh so I thought that would I thought that, that that was the sell right there, but for whatever reason, I just couldn't get people interested in, into it because I think they're just like, ah, it's Minecraft, and I'm not, I don't play the main game, and so I don't know. I'll probably have similar challenges trying to get people excited to play to play Legends, but uh, I'll definitely try it. Um, there is a single player uh, campaign, I believe, so at a minimum, I'll just check that out and hopefully I can get some people to jump on board with with checking out the multiplayer. And that's the other thing. Uh, I was actually talking to one of the guys on Discord, Ace, um, in terms of like, you want to play a new game and you want to play with your friends, but to convince all your friends to kind of migrate and choose this one game over all the other games that they could be playing is kind of tough. Um, I don't think this is the game for that. I don't think this is the, the game that will bring a crazy amount of people into it, but it'll. I think it'll be enough where you could get a, two or three people <laughs> and then you can play with them. Um, well, that's a that's a hundred percent of my friends, so that's why it's tough. It's tough for me. Well, count me out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> the good thing about all of these, uh, which I forgot to mention, these are all, like I was saying, uh, Day 1 Game Pass, uh, Redfall, Day 1 Game Pass coming out May 2nd, Minecraft Legends, uh, Day 1 Game Pass, I believe that one comes out in April, I have to check the, the date. Um, the next one that we're going to be talking about is Forza Motorsport. Me, not a big <laughs> racing fan. Yeah, I could I could feel the energy as you're. Just feel the energy. <laughs> I'm more of you know like these these true driving sims. I'm not a big fan. I'd rather have something like Burnout, uh, Paradise, or Need for Speed Street or something like that. Um, I'm more of a fan of those than the uh, Forza slash Gran Turismo um, type of games. Uh, it do, it did look great. Obviously, I think it's one of their best looking series. Whenever they they show the trailers for any of these Forza games whether it's motor motorsport or whatever the other one is called for uh horizon horizon yeah. yeah whenever it's uh motorsport or horizon they always look great i know they always work re- really well uh to do the details on the cars on the roads on how you feel driving the cars they they all they always do a good job and it's but it's why it's one of the best-selling uh car games um i know you're a big car guy or like car sim guy well, no, I mean, not not really. I I don't even know if I would say I'm a big car guy, but I do like I do like cars quite a bit. I'm by no means, you know, driving cars at the track or, or anything like that. But I do like cars for whatever reason. I can never get into the racing simulation genre of games. Uh, even going back to you know early PlayStation with with the Gran Turismo franchise. I tried getting into Gran Turismo a bunch, and I could. It just—it's one of those things where, like, I, I I'll play it for a little bit. I'm like, oh, this is cool, and then I just never, I never go like super deep into them. So, uh, pretty similar with the Forza franchise, actually, where, again, courtesy of Game Pass, where I'm just like, oh, let me just dick around with the Forza games for a couple hours and basically be done with it. So. That's pretty much my experience with these. Uh, I mean, the game looks unbelievable, so I'm sure I'll download it, try it for a little bit. We'll see if it ends up clicking with me. Uh, What I'm more interested in is Gran Turismo on PSVR 2 and whether that's whether the virtual reality experience is something where I'm like, oh my God, like this is so so incredible that I finally kind of stick with, with the racing sim games. So that's something I'm keeping an eye on whether Gran Turismo VR is so incredible that that actually is the conversion point for me to actually be interested in a PSVR two. Um, if not for that, then I'm basically not interested at all in PSVR two. So that's like your one car game for the year. I'm I'm the same way because I I think my one car game for the year I wanted to be Need for Speed Unbound, but I'm waiting for, for the price to drop before I, I purchase it because I heard it's good, not as good as uh, Heat I would say or, or Street, but I'd rather play something like that than, than something like this. That'll be my one car game for the year. Yeah, I think I've if I were to I don't know exactly how much, but I definitely played Burnout. And those types of games way more, way more than simulation games. And yeah, is that the, that Need for Speed game you mentioned? That's the one that just came out maybe two months ago, three yeah, months ago. Yeah, three months ago, I believe in November, and it has yeah. uh, 
very street customization, also self shading aspects to it, which a lot of people like. So I want to get yeah. that a crack when it when it comes down in pricing. Okay, well, let me know when you get it. Or on PlayStation Plus. Okay. Yeah, you know, all all good stuff comes to PlayStation Plus, and I play them years later. Um, next game we want to talk about is The Elder Scrolls Online. They have a new expansion coming out called Necrom or Necrom. I don't know how to say that. It's a weird Elder Scroll word. Um, comes out June 5th on PC and June 20th on consoles. This is kind of big, maybe not in our world, but it is big in the video game world. Obviously, Elder Scrolls Online has been out for a while, I believe six or seven years. Um, they have about 20 expansions, they have a very thriving community. We unfortunately do not play the game as much, but it is good to see something like this where even though we're not the main uh, audience and, and, and gamers for it, uh, they still have crazy support. A lot of people keep playing it. Um, if I, we ever did want to pick it up, we can also see that they have a lot of content to play, um, just like Lost Ark, I would say, uh, the MMO that I got into last year. It's, it's good when you have these type of games where even if you're not paying attention to them, or, or playing them when you do want to give it a go that you have so much content to look forward to and if you enjoy it you have a very very big uh staple of of things to do uh what do you think will you ever get into the elder scrolls i think we, we both have that we don't like the skyrim fallout aspect of it like it's too similar and we don't play those type of games we don't like those type of games yeah i mean i've played I mean, I'm, I, I've, I think I've played every main Elder Scrolls game. Uh, maybe not Daggerfall, or yeah, I think that was the first one. Um, but I think starting with Morrowind and every every game after that. So I think I've played, and I haven't beaten all of them, but I beat you know a couple of them. So, but for some reason, I just never just that going into an MMO just isn't something that that ever interested me, and and. Uh, Mainly, I think that's because I've, I haven't been the biggest MMO fan just in general, and it was wasn't until recently, you know, somewhat recently with Final Fantasy XIV, where I kind of really got into a big MMO for the first time. So, uh, and after when I was when I knew I was going to wrap up Final Fantasy XIV, I started kind of looking around to see if there was something that could fill that void, and so I did watch, you know. YouTube videos and, and Twitch streamers of people playing the game. And it just didn't look, look, look that interesting to me. So, um, and you know, I did watch some of the, the showcase footage and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Like I just, to me, it's just kind of like, whatever, like, uh, it's just nothing that got me excited. So, um, I don't know. That's me. Yeah. It's, it's somebody else's forever game. It's not ours. Yeah. Well, and then uh, to finish off the, the showcase, the last one that we want to talk about, which I think is the best one, honestly, is Hi-Fi Rush. And this one is a brand new game uh, done by Tango Gameworks. It released uh, as they were announcing it, basically, as they were they were talking about it, which was pretty cool. I thought that that, that was a big surprise and, and one of my favorite things about the showcase. Um it's obviously made by uh, Tango Gameworks. They worked on Evil Within. They worked on uh, Tokyo Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, the head of the of the studio, Shinji Mikami, worked on Resident Evil. Worked on Dino Crisis. Worked on Vanquish, and and so on and so on. So, 
it's kind of it was kind of surprising to see them go off in a di- different direction. They did had mentioned before that the game that they were working on, this being Hi-Fi Rush, was definitely going to be uh, way different than all the other horror stuff that they had been doing. So it was a nice surprise to see. Obviously, uh, since it be, being uh, it got released right there, there and then, a couple hours after the showcase, um, it's been getting great reviews from everybody who's played it. Everybody's loving the combat, loving the animation of it, loving the the story of it. Um, it's very animated. I've seen a bunch of clips on it. It's super exciting. This also made me almost want to wish I had Game Pass um, so I could play it. I think I'm gonna just wait a little bit more before. Um, once I finish a couple of games that I'm playing before I, I play it myself. But I was shocked by this, but also really, really um, enjoyed this news. And the game looks great. I know you've been playing it. So so tell me uh, what you've been enjoying and how, how, how it's looking and all that. Yeah, it was a great surprise. I'm a big fan of, of music and, and rhythm games. Uh, the, the game just looks amazing it's a very clean probably one of the cleanest cell shading based games that i've seen um the way the way i was kind of thinking about the game is it kind of reminds me of the ratchet and clank jack and daxter in terms of like the movement and and the levels and so it kind of reminds me of that but it has a very vibrant cell shaded look um and there's also some story cues from if you've seen the Scott Pilgrim, or I guess it's based on you know the comics, but also the movie. It has a bit of a Scott Pilgrim kind of boss, you know, big bosses kind of story structure to it. Uh, and then all that's kind of wrapped into a rhythm rhythm based uh, combat mechanic. So it's a it's a pretty cool package. Uh, I'm very fascinated by them doing no marketing and just releasing the game the same day it's launched because that basically never happens. Maybe that's happened uh, like, a, like a few times in, in like recent history. Generally, that was with, I would say, like smaller games. Um, so I think a lot of people just kind of assumed that this was going to be a a pretty lightweight game because of that. But I think people are pretty surprised that there's actually... It's not like a sixty-hour game, but I think it's it's still like a, a pretty you know long enough game. And then apparently there's a lot of like post-game stuff that you can do. So I think people are pretty surprised by how actually meaty this game is for something that was uh, shadow dropped or whatever that term is. So, and then for for this day and age, so I know they kind of the the game got leaked in a sense a couple of days before or the day before the showcase but it didn't get leaked like that it was going to get dropped right there and then or any gameplay or anything it was just the the title itself so that was very surprising in this day and age of how much leaks get on on the internet and yeah, how totally. fast um i think the the last game i remember that came out um day day and date after just getting announced and having such positive feedback i think was apex legends and that was that was also surprising. That 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 one's more multiplayer. This one, where it's a single player game, where it's where it's kind of easier for things to to get released during the development cycle and stuff like that, was a very nice surprise. And I'm glad everybody's enjoying it. I can't wait to get my hands on it and and play it myself. It looks great. It looks like everybody's having a good time. Also, I've been hearing contenders for game one of the games of the year 
already in, in so early which yeah I don't, know. I, I don't know about that like it's it's fun I, you know i'm only a few hours into it maybe it gets it just keeps getting like way way better but i think that's a bit of a stretch i think people are getting a little a little overexcited about they don't know. have enough to play <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Like, I, I think so you know we'll, we'll see what happens but um but also, it's not I, even the end of January. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I think people are just looking for, you know, articles, article headlines. I, I, I don't know, but so I think that might be a stretch. But I do think it's. I've only played it a few hours. So I'm still very early, but um, it's 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 really fun. It's just it's just a fun game. It looks great, performs well. Uh, it's a fun mechanic. Uh, I actually like, you know, I think people are, I think maybe we'll get into this a little bit later, but I think it's, the story is kind of silly, but it's, it's fun. It's like fun game, silly it universe. Works, yeah, it looks yeah. like it works for the theme of the game. Yeah, yeah. And again, it kind of reminds me of, of the restaurant and clank style of, of writing. Um, so, yeah. So I think that was definitely the biggest surprise of the show. Uh, it's getting a lot of, critical acclaim you know already so i think that's that's pretty cool so so yeah i think that'll be my the game i'm most focused on in the next week or so uh i should be able to wrap that one up oh and then there's also i don't think this is really spoiling anything but i was already enjoying the game and then i think it's is it the i guess it's like the first boss i don't know first but it's like one of the first like major major battles and then there's a a nine inch nails song that they kind of build the level wrong and i'm a huge nine inch nails fan so i'm like okay this is this is my shit chubs happen chubs happen yeah i was like oh shit like i didn't know you could do that um (laughs) yeah so it was was good well definitely a a great surprise and can't wait to get my hands on it um and that kind of wraps it up for what they uh, showed off at the showcase. Definitely a strong showing. Um, I did want to ask you something. I, I didn't put it on the show notes. I just thought about it right now. Um, what did you think of the showcase itself? Did you think it was enough? I know a lot of people have been clamoring for more information from their games. They did uh, Once they announced that they were doing this showcase, they obviously announced that they weren't going to uh, show any Starfield, that that's going to get its own showcase. But were you expecting more games? Were you expecting different games? I know there's a lot of games we haven't heard about for a while, like Fable or uh, Setsuna um, and stuff like that that they've been working on, but they didn't really announce. Do you think this is, is enough to please people's appetite of like Xbox information, or do you think they should have done more, announced more stuff? Yeah, that was actually going to be my question to you, so you, you stole my thunder. Like basically taking a step back and what do we think about this as a format for delivering information on, on games coming out? Um, I, I liked it. I personally like it where it depends on how many they can do a year. So if they're doing call it once a quarter or maybe, you know, they're doing somewhere between three to five of these a year. Uh, I think it could be a great format because I actually, I really like the kind of more behind the scenes, type content where they're in the studio they're they're in their respective studio and they're talking to a bunch of different people and so i really like that that content um now is that the only format that they should be doing you know probably not i still think they probably need to have more of the traditional 
like hype announcement driven of just like, ah, here's new stuff. Uh, so, you know, whether that's at E3 or, you know, whatever, like I still think they need to continue to do that, but it, I like this as a complimentary deep, kind of more like deeper dive, uh, maybe hi-fi rush is kind of an outlier where like, I don't think they're going to be able to do that, you know, every time. But I think for, for a lot of the other games, it was, um, stuff that we, you know, kind of already knew about. Um, and they're just going a little bit deeper on it. Like I think, so I like the format. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think it is a a good format, especially having these developers, uh, show off the games in their studios and, and you can kind of see the people working on it and how much, love and passion they put into the game and you are right i think if it's something where it's a new announcement where it's a new release where it's a, a surprise it's definitely done better in this in like the e3 showcases or the game award showcases and stuff like that i myself i just think like you said the games we've already the only one we didn't really know about was hi-fi rush which was a pleasant surprise everything else we did kind of know and it was good that they showed off um, the gameplay of it and what's coming and obviously the big draw of them all being on Game Pass and coming soon. But I do wish they did kind of have some new surprises, uh, just throw throw a couple new, new stuff in there besides uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Um, I know there's a lot of franchises people are waiting for, uh, Fable, Gears, and anything new that, that people want to he- hear more about. But obviously it's the beginning of the year, and I think you're right if they do something of like a quarterly showcase i think it it'll please enough fans yeah and i know that that might sound like a lot but i lost count of how many studios they now own it's like 30 you know it's it's some like crazy number of studios so if they had you know four or five of them in this one like it's not too ridiculous to expect to hear from you know from a studio you know, one, once a year, once every other year or something like that. So I think it actually is a format that could map pretty well to how big, how many studios they, they actually own and operate. Yeah. So definitely can't wait for more of this, more showcases. Obviously, we hope that they don't um, keep them few and far between. Um, we want to see more of this. Quarterly is great. Um, so make sure you got something up before E3. <laughs> and I think we'll be good. Um, and obviously, we haven't seen anything from Sony or Nintendo in terms of them talking about any showcase that they're going to do. It's the beginning of the year. Obviously, we want to see what the future lies in terms of at least 2023 for all the, the everybody's major releases. But uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to be hearing some, some news. Yeah, I think... I mean, as we discussed, 2023 is going to be a great, great year for releases, but I think it's also going to be a great year for learning about all these, you know, early, early to mid development games. Um, I'm sure someone's done this, but Microsoft, Sony have so many studios. We know very, very few of the games that all those studios are working on. And, you know, Nintendo, we know basically like know nothing <laughs> about, about what they're working on. So uh, presumably they have a ton of, you know, like a lot of, a lot of games under development as well. So I think this year, next year are going to be like, we're going to be learning a lot around what to expect. Um, yeah, man, I'm excited. Like we said, I, uh, we both feel like 2023 is going to be a good year for, for video games. Yeah. 
All right. Um, and then speaking of new releases and such, uh, we want to move on to our next topic. We want to talk about a little bit about the Dead Space remake that just got released and Forspoken that just got released. Obviously, Dead Space remake, um, it being a, a remake of a game that's been released a while ago, um, a lot of people weren't expecting uh, a lot of big things out of it. But from so far from what we've seen, it's been getting great reviews, especially... Uh, the stuff that they've added to the game to make the game better for the people who haven't played the game, who is their first time picking it up. I think it's definitely a, a great experience and it, it would feel to them like it's a new franchise. Whereas for people like me who have played the original, uh, I'm super excited to play it eventually once I, I beat a couple games and I'm hearing great things about it. I'm super excited just because it also gives people... Uh, especially EA, like the motivation to maybe continue the franchise. It's one of those franchises where I feel like it, they haven't really made anything new since the third one came out. And this uh, reinvigoration of, of fan enjoyment, I think will will bring it to the forefront and a lot of people will be hyped to play it. And then we have Forspoken, which is on the other spectrum of that, where it's been getting bad reviews and people have been bombing it. Um, from what I'm hearing, I think, Obviously, I'm I'm a big proponent of games. I think all games are good. It's just different games for different people. Uh, I played the demo. I thought the combat was good. Um, the parkour was good. The graphics were good. A lot of people are shitting on the on the dialogue, which, from what I'm hearing and from what I've seen, it's justified. Uh, but that in itself, I think it, it it's unnecessary that it's been getting review bombed so much. It, it's not definitely a $70 game. I'm not going to pay $70 for it, but it's definitely a bargain bin game for me, and, and hopefully I can play it eventually. And it's one of those things where it's weird that the remake of an old game that's about 10 years old or whatever it is is getting better reviewed than, than a new release, new IP, new world, according to Square Enix. Um, what do you think of that? Yeah, I think... So starting with the Dead Space remake, I think that has been exceeding people's expectations where I think uh, maybe people were kind of viewing it as more of like a remaster type thing where it's just like kind of clean up the graphics a little bit and and call it a day. But it seems to be it seems to be more than that. So um, so for me, I'm pretty excited about that because I never played the original. Uh, I've heard you know, great things about it. Um, so I don't know if I'm, so based on the response to the game, I don't know if I need to buy it, you know, tonight. Uh, but I think I might wait for it to show up in game pass or maybe it's a little bit cheaper. Um, I think the, the PC, I don't know if you've saw this. Um, but I think the PC performance is a little, a little spotty right now. So I think that'd be another reason to maybe, just sit tight for a little bit until it gets cleaned up. Well, PlayStation Five, baby, PlayStation Five. It has no issues. Maybe, it has maybe. also haptic feedback. Like I've been, I've been hearing good things from my friend Kamoi. He got it himself, and and that's one of those things where it being a remake um, differentiates it from being a remaster. Obviously, we love our remasters. We love to play these old games that just get remastered um, with newer graphics and stuff like that. But whenever you do something like this where it's a full remake, um, where you add extra content, make the gameplay better, make certain sections better, um, the best example being obviously Final Fantasy Remake where it's not the same game anymore. A lot of people thought it was just going to be updated graphics, uh, updated combat system to a game. 
it introduced a whole story, a whole diver, uh, diversion, other story. So I think just it being something like that, I want to see more of that, especially uh, any studios that want to do this in the future. I know Resident Evil 4 is coming out um, in a couple months, and that's going to be a remake in a sense as well. And I know from what I've been hearing that they did say that they're going to add extra content or it's going to be a little bit different. So I'm I'm all for that as long as it makes the game better and it gives more content to the players. Yeah, maybe I could try it on PS5 because that'll give me a reason to to turn on my PS5 again. Um, I still got to beat God of War, but uh, other than that, um, it'll basically be a void. I feel like there's like five or six games you probably have to beat on PlayStation that you forgot about. Uh, I mean, so other than God of War, like it's basically I'm not playing anything on PS5 until Final Fantasy 16. I'm pretty sure. Who knows? Who knows? Because we, we, we do got a date for Ghost of Tsushima, which we'll talk oh, about yeah, later. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, okay. Yeah, so maybe, maybe that. But um, but no, uh, usually I would tell you to fuck off, and if there's a if there's a PC version, I'm going to wait for the PC version. But I have heard, uh, and I don't know if this is unique to just like PC performance in general or if there's just like something... Uh, complex about mouse and keyboard controls but apparently like mouse and keyboard controls on this game like aren't aren't that great so if i'm going to play the game with a controller anyway and there's performance issues maybe i'll just get it on playstation i don't know but either way i'm I'm probably not going to pick it up anytime soon so i have i have some time to work through that decision uh but i thought you know just again um based on the feedback the game went from you know, oh, that's cool. I'm glad it's out, but I'm not really that excited about it to something that I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe I do need to play that at some point. So, um, which can't be said for Forspoken, which I thought was going to be a turd of a game, uh, just based on the all the trailers or whatever. You have no uh, hope for anything at all. <laughs> I mean, I can, I just like it was just like, hey, they just took you know the Final Fantasy 15 kind of combat not like not exactly but like to me it just kind of looks like they've extracted some version of the battle system from Final Fantasy 15 and just kind of wrapped around this other this other game so I uh, the game I thought the game was going to be you know not not great to begin with and then you thought it was going to be booty it is exactly yeah everybody's been saying it's booty yeah and then so even before we get into this all, like everyone trashing the dialogue, or whatever, I'm like, oh yeah, like I kind of expected this game to to, to be like this. So, uh, so I haven't haven't learned anything new to suggest that I should actually try the game. Um, if anything, I just learned more reasons to not not play it. Uh, and yeah, so like because I knew I was not interested in this game, I've actually been enjoying this whole social media discourse around <laughs> like just you know it's kind of like cheesy dialogue or whatever and, and people getting all fired up about it um or people getting fired up about the people trashing the dialogue that has been the thing that's been happening so well that's that's one thing um and, and we were talking about this earlier which when it comes to video games i think people take them too seriously in a sense um there's certain video games where yeah they they want to be serious and and you they want to 
pull out your heartstrings and stuff like that and take on serious topics. And obviously with these games, I don't think they're like that. We did talk about Stranger Paradise that also has corny as heck dialogue and we were just laughing at, uh, at it throughout the game. Um, but it still had fun gameplay mechanics in terms of combat and just seeing Final Fantasy characters that kind of do their own little twist to it. And then we also talked about Hi-Fi Rush, which you said kind of has the same... Uh, dialogue where it's kind of corny but it fits the aesthetic of the game in terms of the cell shading and cartoony and animated stuff whereas this one I think um, and it's it's one of the main things that people are putting up on on Twitter and social media sites which is the dialogue which I think it's trying to take itself too seriously and it's affecting the game in terms of where if it didn't take itself too seriously and try to be serious, it would kind of mash with the game, the gameplay, the action part of it, and all that stuff. So it's kind of funny. I myself, I don't care if it's a fun game, which I had fun playing the demo. I think I will get it on down the road. Um, Square Enix, if you're hearing this and you want to send me a free code, I will play it when you send me the free code. Otherwise, wait till it's $10 and I, I'll pay $10 for it. Um, but with these type of games, especially being new releases and stuff like that, uh, I think they're just doing a lot of things to kind of hook people in. And in this day and age, uh, it's hard to just kind of get the crowd with you and get everybody to buy your thing. We were talking about how this kind of reminds us of uh, this 2001 movie, Black Knight, uh, starring Martin Lawrence, where he gets like transported back to medieval times. So he's like... a modern day dude from 2001 in medieval times just doing all this crazy stuff and it's kind of the same concept because it's this chick that's from modern times gets transported to some kind of medieval world with powers and stuff like that and it's kind of outrageous so i think you you just have to have fun with it and and make fun of it as opposed to be serious about it so if it was more like black knight the movie probably would have had a hit in the, on their hands yeah, we, you reminded me of that movie, and I I don't think I've ever ever watched it. And I'm a big Martin Lawrence fan, so I'll probably be watching that movie tonight uh, instead of starting Andor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's any, the thing. any excuse to not watch Andor? Um, yeah. No, but that looks that looks funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard. It's like. Why are people trashing this game's dialogue versus other games with also shitty dialogue? Uh, I don't know. I think it's like it's like the context and the intent. Like, there's no way. Like the Stranger of Paradise dialogue is so it's so bad that it's like it's so bad. It's it's great. so bad that it's <laughs> like funny. The Which darkness, I, don't, I can taste it. What was the, <laughs> the darkness is so thick, I can taste there it. There you go. Like, uh, like shit like that. It's just funny. It, it's just, yeah, it's just so bad. And I don't, I don't think that was the intention with Forspoken that they were trying to, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's, it's tricky, but it's like one of those things you just kind of like know it when you see it where it's like, okay, like this is trying to be, this is trying to be cool and edgy. And like this other thing is just, it's just bad writing <laughs> and I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough. I think what's the, uh, what's the spinal tap quote. If you ever seen the movie spinal tap, oh, okay. it's like something about there's a fine line between fine line between, uh, stupid and clever, <laughs> something like that. And it's just like, <laughs> that's a very fine line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, you know, it's, a, there's a fine line. There's no other way to describe it. 
Well, I'll make my own assumption. I, I'm going to wait. It's probably going to be a PlayStation Plus title, to be honest, more than like a Game Pass title. I feel like Game Pass, t like this is not a Game Pass title, but definitely a, a PlayStation Plus title. I'll wait till it's out on PlayStation Plus and then I'll, I'll play it. I think it, uh, I'll make my own assumption then and I'll tell you guys about it. Um, and one thing before we move on to closing thoughts, I wanted to touch on uh, Dead Space was, I know at the beginning of the year or even before the year started, uh, Dead Space was up there, for me at least, uh, as one of the games I wanted to check out. I kind of wanted to check out uh, Callisto Protocol more, just because it was a new game made by the same people. It's weird that Callisto Protocol got such a bad reception, it being a new game with the gameplay and all that stuff, that Dead Space Remake got a better reception, uh, even though it's a 7-8 year old game, better... Uh, just in terms of people enjoying it more, gameplay satisfaction, new content, and stuff like that. So I did find that kind of weird. Um, so EA, please listen to this. People like single-player games. People like uh, studios that make single-player games and innovate. So keep making single-player games, at least on, on, on my end. That's my plea to EA. Please. Yeah. All right. And that does it for our topics. We're going to move on to some uh, closing thoughts. I'll start it off. I've been playing some more Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, you know I thought you were going to say Destiny. I was like, if you say Destiny, well, also, I'm going to... Also Destiny. It's okay. kind of... Okay. With Destiny, I'm not going to talk about it unless they do like a big major update. There was a bit of a 20-hour uh, downtime because they introduced a new patch. It fucked up a bunch of things, uh, so they had to revert to an old patch. That's he, neither here or there. Nobody wants to hear me talk about patches, reverting, and all that stuff on Destiny. When there's some good content, I'll, I'll talk about it. But Ghost of Tsushima, still enjoying my uh, my time on it. Enjoying the world itself. I'm on Act 2. Uh, you know me, I like doing the side missions and stuff, so I'm helping out a lot of people. I, I'm enjoying the side missions more on this than I did on Horizon Forbidden West. And the reason being, I think it's... Because these are short and sweet, whereas the Horizon Forbidden West side mission, I feel like they were too long. It asked me to do a lot of things, travel uh, to a lot of places. In Ghost of Tsushima, especially, I don't know if it's a PS5 thing or something like that, but the the fast travel is instantaneous, so you can get from place to place really fast. And the horse travel itself, you know, excuse me, the travel by horse itself is pretty fun um especially seeing the scenery and all that stuff it feels like you're in a uh samurai movie so that's pretty cool so uh, you know that's a, that's another thing i'm enjoying as opposed to riding some mechanical beast through the desert and through rocks or whatever so i'm enjoying it um hopefully uh i, I think i'm nearing the end but i, I, I want to do everything i can to be overpowered and just have all the samurai gear have all the swords have all the bows and all the moves before I get to the end. Um, and then I'm thinking of playing Dead Space Remake. I think that's going to be the next one um, that I get. Uh, I know we want to... I know you, you were saying you played it last year. You didn't finish it. Um, I am excited that once I finish it and you get back into it, we can do... I know they have like these raids and stuff where you can do groups of four and do different stuff. So I'm excited to, to do that. That's like... I think like a, I feel like it's a good multiplayer thing where you can get a couple people in there and just have some fun, some good old samurai fun. But you definitely uh, have to to get back into the game. It's one of those where you forget the the moves and stuff like that. It it definitely punishes you because it's it's very deliberate in the mechanics. 
Yeah, that's going to be, I could see that one being a bit tricky to get back into, but now that you're playing it, there's the multiplayer mode. I need to figure out a way to slot that back in into my into my queue because uh, I, I, I did really enjoy it. I played it for maybe, I think probably like somewhere between 12 and 15 hours. So I think I still got quite a bit more, quite a bit more game to go there. Um, but I, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's just one of those things, maybe kind of similar to God of War where I played it quite a bit and then I just got distracted and just haven't been able to pick it back up. So that's the goal, man, for 2023. Don't get distracted. Yeah. Finish your games and then move on. Yeah. That's, you know, that's a habit of my lifetime basically of, of, of doing that. So, so I think if I can get, so Hi-Fi Rush, because it's the shiny new object, I think I can get through that. Uh, and I say get through that, like it's like a chore or something, but, <laughs> but I got, I think I could beat that fairly, fairly quickly. And then I still got to beat Final Fantasy 10, which I think I'm at the final boss. I just need, need to actually complete it. So nice. Man. nice. So if I can get those two out the door, then I think it's either Ghost of Tsushima or God of War that I got to pick back up and beat. That's, you know what we should, we should write down all the games we finish this year and then at the end of the year we'll say it on the podcast like these are all the games we finished that would be like a good thing to to do so let's let's start doing that <laughs> okay well if you know based on my current trajectory that list is going to be zero <laughs> so, but it's i guess what you're saying is i'll, yet, I'll so have that to... motivation uh, yeah yeah so we okay. can write it down and and to our listeners if you guys want to write that down we can Take in your submissions and, and, and see what, what we finish at the end of the year. Beat, that would be a good thing. I beat thing. Crisis Core this year. So that's my first my first game of the year is, there you go. is Crisis and I, Core. And I beat Evil West. And I think, yeah, I, Evil West. So there you go. We both beat one game this year so far. It's not bad. Which is probably not that far off from how many games I beat last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, the next thing I want to talk about was what I've been watching. Uh, first thing. I've been watching that 90s show. Uh, I was a big fan of that 70s show. Um, that 90s show just came out on Netflix. It deals with basically uh, Eric's kids and Kelso's kids and Jackie's kids and Donna's kids from, from the original. It has some other characters. They make some cameos from some of the original characters. Um, in the beginning, it's kind of just kind of, hey, these are the old characters. Say hello. Um, but once it starts showing off the, the kids, it's kind of funny. I do kind of want to say I want to watch. I'm watching it just to kind of reminisce on the '90s. I, I was born in the '80s, and you know I don't remember the '90s that much. I uh, just remember the 2000s. So it's kind of funny. I want to kind of see uh, what what they bring up and, and and stuff like that. And I think that they did a good job. Hopefully Netflix doesn't cancel it like they cancel everything <laughs> after one season. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Um, the other thing I want to talk about uh, in terms of TV shows was. Trigon. So usually I, I wait until the whole season's over before I talk fully about a, a show unless I just started watching it. And with Trigon, I just want to bring it up because um, I know we're big fans of it and we were worried that it was going to be either bad or it was just going to be the same anime as the uh, first one and there was no need for it. But 
I am happy to say that I've watched four episodes of it, and I think it's different enough and it's new enough um, that it deserves a, a watch from somebody that's already watched it and somebody who hasn't watched it at all. There's a lot more violence to it, um, which was surprising, but it's not like violence for violence just to show it. I think it does a good job of, of showing it at the right places and just seeing how, how violent uh, it is, especially if you know the story of Knives and, and Vash. Um, so I think you should give it a shot uh, again uh, for, for Trigun if you're a big fan. If you're not, if you're a big anime fan, definitely check it out. Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about is League of Legends. Um, so it being the new year, the spring split has started, which is basically the first half of the season. So I've been just watching a lot of League, League of Legends matches Um Obviously, the LCK down in Korea, um, the LPL in China, and then the LEC in Europe, and the LCS in America. Uh, just watching a bunch of League of Legends and enjoying some nice uh, team play, which could not be said of when I play League of Legends, because everybody plays like they don't know each other. So <laughs> It's definitely better to watch and not get frustrated than to play and get frustrated. Uh, what about you? What you been up to, man? We talked about Hi-Fi Rush already, so I think that's been most most of my game time. Uh, which I'm basically saying I actually didn't get a chance to play that that many games this week. So, uh, but basically, Hi-Fi Rush uh, on game night, we finally were able to play some Halo Infinite co-op. Uh, so that's fun. So we're basically it's it's the, the campaign playing it cooperatively from. From the very beginning, uh, did you have any issues with that? Because I know the one of the main things was when it got released, like it wasn't going to have the co-op and stuff like that. So, how was your experience? I know you didn't even have the game, so like downloading it, playing, and all that stuff. It, it was a little bizarre. It's like not super intuitive how to actually download the campaign to to be able to play it. Cause so like if you go to the game like the the game store in Xbox at least for for PC, uh, there's like two different versions. There's like Halo Infinite and then there's camp campaign. I don't know. So I I downloaded one of them and then you need to like download some other stuff to be able to play the campaign. So it was very confusing. It's uh, a bit like Call of Duty because in Call of Duty, I think you can download Warzone, you can download the campaign, you can download multiplayer. I think it's so similar like that. to that. I think similar to Gears of War too in terms of how they manage the downloads. So so with Gears of War at least, it was like kind of in, somewhat, in, it was like a little weird but you're like, okay, yeah, like they're just trying to manage like install sizes so that if you don't want to play if you only want to play multiplayer or vice versa, you can, you can, so like I totally get what they're trying to do, but it was just a little weird how they did it with Halo Infinite and like wasn't obvious to you if you're like actually downloading what you needed. And um, so I actually gave up on it. I was just like, I can't figure this out. I keep getting error messages. And then a week later, it just like magically was ready to play. Uh, so it wasn't, yeah, it was a little, a little wonky. And it wasn't just me. I think, you know, our, our, our British correspondent, Ollie, had, he was also confused by this. Uh, so it, it took maybe a little bit more effort than we would have liked to get to get going. Um, but once we were in it, it was, you know, it's fun. It's like, it's Halo. You're just kind of running through 
running through levels and shooting shit. Uh, it's fun. Like if if I was playing at single player, like I probably would have been pretty underwhelmed by the campaign. But because we're doing it and we're just kind of like hanging out and and going through it together, it's been been pretty fun. But um, so this, yeah, that was our game night activity. Yeah, I feel like you've been trying to play Halo for like months. <laughs> well, I mean, year. I mean, that was supposed to come out like over a year or no but i mean in, in, or, in like, the sense of like setting up the game night and like hey what game do we want to play and it's like oh let's play halo and then with the campaign uh co-op not available day one and all that stuff it it, it has been kind of annoying and then like yeah. it's also a big download and then to coordinate it to play together like you said knowing what to download like it's it's been a, a trip yeah no it took us multiple weeks just to get coordinated uh and yeah, like if you don't have it, it's like a giant download. So it basically takes probably like an hour or more to, to actually download it. So, so yeah, you know, that, that's kind of annoying, but um, we're having a good time. So we'll, we'll, the verdict's still out whether we'll actually enjoy going through the whole thing <laughs> together like that, you know, but we, we had a good, we had a good first night. Whether you do it again, that's another story. Yeah, that's why yeah. we need these uh, multiplayer new games. Come on, guys. Release some more shit. Yeah. Um, one last thing I wanted to say. Uh, uh, we did go to a comedy show. So shout-outs to our boy Jim. Uh, invited us to a comedy show down uh, on the Lower East Side at the Harry Lemon in New York City. Pretty fun stuff. You know, uh, pretty good comedian. So that was a face-to-face interaction we had. So that was pretty good this week. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, he he asked me after the fact. He was like, "Oh, like you know, what'd you guys think?" And I'm like, "Oh, I I went in not expecting to laugh, and yeah, the, there was the, there was quite a bit of laughter." So the big fans of the show know that Nick is not a big laugher. No, I'm a big laugher. It's just you never say anything funny. There you go. Big Damn, laugh. big. Uh, uh, I mean, I think I laugh at my own jokes, like yeah. for sure. So, uh, but yeah, no, that, that was fun. That was a good, uh, fun. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of beers, a lot of bullshitting, a lot of bar food. Bullshit. Yeah, it was a good time. Good, 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 com- good comedians. Yeah, it was, it was funny. I want to be. I hope we become big enough where like we get a community meetup and we're just bullshitting with people. That's gonna be great, man. We could probably do it at the at that bar. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And most of everybody lives in New York City. <laughs> so, yeah, we can absolutely just go to that bar. I think it's all set up for us, so we can go. do that. All right. And then we just got to make sure that Japanese restaurant's actually open. Yeah, that was a bad walk. Uh, look, look forward to that in the future. Pressing buttons, just as you know, we hit fifty, maybe fifty. Who can say that? I think at least people. by episode one hundred, we could plan on doing some sort of in-person thing. Yeah, I thought we were going to be canceled at two or something. No, no, but you know. I don't th- we weren't going to be canceled. We were just going to give up on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We, we don't yeah. get canceled. We just give up. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You got a, you got anything else, man? No, th- maybe the only other thing is I did end up watching The Last of Us. Oh. Uh, it has the so- highest uh, jump from episode one to episode two in viewers. So that was pretty good. And it got greenlit uh, for a second season. Yeah, second which is season. going to be awkward <laughs> if you know how, how those second Yeah, like I kind of, like again, I didn't play, I played most of the first game. I didn't play the second game, but I think, yeah, like 
the, you know the, how it starts. The spoiler, yeah, the spoilers are yeah, kind of out there. So I have a pretty good idea what happens. Uh, but yeah, well, I don't want to say too too much about it. But I I, I do wonder because well, we we talked enough about the Last of Us show, even though we're not a TV show podcast. I do wonder because it didn't receive the greatest reception when it initially released because of what happened. Uh, and we don't want to spoil it, but if you know, you know. Um, if they will change it on the TV show. And they did, they have been saying that it's not going to be a one-for-one. One. And we've already seen a lot of different changes, so who knows? They, you know, maybe they take a Final Fantasy VII remake approach to things. Um, yeah, we'll see. we'll see how it goes. But yeah, basically I was initially planning to just wait until all, all the episodes are out. Um, but then we just, we really needed a, a new show to watch. So I was like, ah, let's just, you know, g- give it a shot. So I've been watching it with my wife uh, and who's actually played, she, she's played some, some Last of Us as well. So she's somewhat familiar yeah, with. Right. Yeah, I think that was like early on when we started dating and she was trying to like, Impress me with Good to know you. yeah. I was like, oh, I play. I'm I'm a gamer girl. I'm like, okay, uh, which is couldn't be further from the truth. But it uh, worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess maybe yeah. That was damn. Maybe she got she 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 baited my ass. Um, but yeah, no. So she we just needed a new show to watch, and I knew that I was getting like a lot of positive positive reviews out there. So we just went ahead and and started getting into it. So. Um, and yeah, there'll be, it, yeah, there'll be another episode tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's good. Like I, it's, it's good, good zombie, zombie type show. Uh, I like Pedro Pascal and, uh, I like him a lot. So I think he does a good, does, does a good job. So I really like all, like all, all the actors I think are, are, I think they are, a great are job phenomenal. Yeah. Like good casting. Really it's good hard casting. to do for a video game. Yeah. Like really good casting. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see. Like, I'm, I'm frankly surprised by how big, how big the audiences are that it's getting like so early. Um, I'm also surprised. I think it, it has to do a little bit with, like you said, it's a new show to watch because I, w- I wasn't expecting the audience to be this big. But also, like, you know how HBO usually has like that one series that everybody has to watch on a Sunday night. They don't yeah. have that right now. And this is taking that time slot. So that, that definitely helps. Them yeah. Out. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I think it's, I think it's good. I think it'll continue getting, getting better, but, um, so There's I'm gonna be a lot of angry people. Yeah. 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 So again, like I'm, I'm enjoying it, but I am like, Oh, like it's, it's kind of like a pleasant, it's not like upset about it. Like it's a pleasant surprise, but I'm like, wow, like this is the second biggest show ever on, on HBO. Like that's, that's crazy to me, but I think they're know, gonna good, have, good, good for them. I think that it's going to get more divisive than like the Red Wedding from Game of Thrones. Like there's going to be that level of discourse for anybody who never played the game, like once the last episode of this season releases and you find out what happens. Like, I think that's going to be on the, on Twitter, like, oh my God. And people are going to be like, did you not play the game? So yeah, that type of shit. Well, this turned into a, a Last of Us kind of thing. But anyways, happy 50th. Thank you for being with us. 50 episodes, baby. Who would have thought it? Nick, 
it was always his goal. He was like, let's get to 50 first. And I'm always like, we're going to get to 50. Don't worry about it. But I was bullshitting because I was bullshit. But we got to 50. Uh, yeah, someone <laughs> someone once told me that you are basically dog shit at podcasts until you get to your 50th episode. And I'm like, oh, okay, look, that's an interesting benchmark. And I still feel like we're dog shit at podcasts. But yeah, I was going to say, I'm, I feel like you're dog shit at podcasts <laughs> every episode. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you know, I feel good. I feel like we've... No, it's a huge made, accomplishment. Made it's slow huge. and gradual improvements. If you, if you were to listen to us going back to episode one, I think you'd be like, "Wow, wow, that's they've made some improvements." Yeah, don't go back and listen to that because Nick sounds yeah. like shit, and he hates yeah. he hates that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, fifty episodes, man. Can't wait to do fifty more and get to a hundred, and then we can have a proper bigger celebration, obviously. And thanks for sticking with us. Stick with us some more. Um, And that's it for us on episode 50. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Later. Thanks for joining us on episode 50 of Pressing Buttons. The show is produced and edited by Nick and myself. Our awesome music is composed by Layla. And our show is done by D-Pass Design. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. See you on the next episode.